0: Or call 562 314 4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: Coming up on You Need Therapy.
3: The process of therapy is kind of like looking in a mirror, somebody sitting across from you and helping you see what you can't see about yourself.
4: I started to realize that not being an expert isn't a liability, it's a real gift.
1: If we don't know something about ourselves at this point in our life, it's probably because it's uncomfortable to know. If you can die before you die, then you can really live. There's a wisdom at death's door. I thought I was insane, yeah. And I didn't know what to do because there was no internet. I don't know, man, I'm like, I feel like everything is hard.
2: Hey y'all, my name is Kat. I'm a human first and a licensed therapist second. And right now, I'm inviting you into conversations that I hope encourage you to become more curious and less judgmental about yourself, others, and the world around you. Welcome to You Need Therapy. Okay. (laughs) So I'm here today with our returning, returning, returning permanent guest. You're a permanent guest. Tara, welcome. How are you doing? I'm doing well. So... We have a couple things we're going to chat with you guys about, and two of them have nothing to do with each other. So we'll just get to that later. But we want to start talking about, you know, Tara and I started this recurring series. series. Yes, a series (laughs) called The Difference Between, where we will talk about something that is related to mental health or therapy, and then look at how it has kind of been misshapen through, is that a word? It is. Okay, misshapen through pop culture and the world. And then talk about the difference between how people are seeing it and how it's talked about now versus what the true inherent meaning is. And, you know, something that we haven't talked about, which seems a little like we're backtracking, is we haven't actually talked about what is therapy versus what we are saying it is on the tiktok and the instagram and all of that so movies yeah movies tv shows which i'm not going to give a spoiler i'm going to try not to but just in case i do this is my warning that i have no idea what's about to come out of my mouth but there's a new show called shrinking and i've watched all the update episodes i think there's four i think
5: there's four yeah it's on apple
2: apple tv you've watched three yes and I've got to say, it's a good show, right? It's a great show. It's It's great TV star cast. Yes. It's great TV. These people are great with what they do. I'm going to ask you what your initial response was when you were watching it. But when I was watching it, you know, shrinking, it's about therapists. And I was sitting there watching the show about this therapist who lacks many important boundaries between him and his client clients. And I had some moments where I was like, dang, that was smart. And then I like a couple seconds later, I'm like, stop it. No, that's not smart. We can't do that. And I kept having this experience of like almost like a longing to be able to do some of these things because in the moment they seem pretty cool. And like, oh, that's that was a actually really creative idea to get that client out of their comfort zone or out of their box and kind of whatever. But then as you keep watching the show, you're reminded why we do have certain boundaries and this is a TV show, so they can curate how they want things to go. So they might be doing something that's really kind of dangerous, but they can like make it work just right. So when you were watching it, what did you think? I mean, I
5: had a lot of those same reactions where I was like, oh, okay, yeah, be a real person. Right? Yes. Like, yeah. As a therapist, just sit in front of this person like you're a real person and you're like, I can't take this. Like, this is so bad. What's going on? Like, you keep doing the same thing. You've got to stop doing the same thing or whatever. And then also just this awareness of like, absolutely not. That Like, I know
2: why. I know why immediately we don't do those things. This is where there might be a spoiler. So if you haven't watched the show yet, I don't think it's really giving anything away. But there's this, there's a couple clients that it follows. And we've all... Well, most therapists, I think I have and I'm pretty sure you have, I've had clients where we just want to be like, oh my gosh, just do this and everything will be better. Yeah. I don't think I've ever actually done that. Yeah. And in the show, he has, the therapist has a breaking point where he's just, and it has to do with his own stuff and his own stressors in life. What's funny is you see the immediate response is that it made everything better. Mm -hmm. And then as the show goes on, more information is revealed and you'll see why, we don't tell people what to do. Mm-hmm. You've had clients where you've wanted to do that. And so what keeps mm-hmm. you from just being like, oh my gosh, uh, have you seen, because I said, so it's a movie with, yeah, it's, it's, a, it was like years ago. Yeah, it was very old, uh-huh. not very old, but it's is it older. like Diane Keaton. Or yes. Who's yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. And Lorelai Gilmore. I don't know what her name is, her real name. So she's a therapist and she has a client that is like talking about, I think it must be suicide and she has a breaking point I think she needed to like get somewhere or something I don't know but she looks at the client she said you've been talking about this you've been talking about killing yourself for years in my office so either do it or don't something like that it was something along the lines of that and in the moment if you're watching that you're like oh you know she's telling him like it is and he's getting some some tough love and hopefully that will make him better and in the show I think it does like make him better oh but you can't say that I would never say that to somebody but it's interesting because in the movie again it works out because they can curate it to work out and those aren't real people with real life circumstances and real stressors and there's not a real story behind why he might be feeling that that you're connected to so I just wanted to start before we get into like what we think therapy is versus what it is We can start with what it's not according to TV shows. Are there any shows that you think portray it well?
5: There's maybe a couple of things I've seen, like in the middle, midst of a show, you know, not where it was about therapy, but where someone went. And there were a couple of obscure parts where it wasn't the, the whole part of the movie or the show, but it happened in the midst of it. And I thought, oh, they did a pretty decent job, maybe with this particular moment. I mean, actually, there's that show Jenny and George on Netflix. I've never seen it. Oh, it's just a silly little dramedy teen family situation. But the girl, she's like 15 or something. She's self-harming and she goes to therapy. And I actually think her therapist is a pretty good, accurate representation. And there's Mm -hmm. even a moment where her mom like shows up. The therapist didn't know her mom was coming. And she says in front of the mom to her, that's not how this works. This is her time to oh, the client yeah. Yeah. who's an adolescent, you know. And I just think she does a great job. She's pretty accurate. It's like basic kind of talk mm-hmm. therapy stuff, but that's like one scene where I was like, oh, okay, this is a good way of
2: handling mm-hmm. this moment, you know. Mm-hmm. But there's Normally a lot that
5: are weird and
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like oversimplified. Yes. And in shrinking what is interesting. And I would love to hear people's interpretations that are watching this, whether you guys are, are just normal folk, not therapists professionally, or whether you're a therapist and what comes up. But it's interesting because they have three therapists in this show, and one of them is, like, very, like by the book, very boundaryed, very like regulated, no emotion, like the blank slate. And then there's the one that has no regulation. And then I don't really know much about the other one.
5: We haven't seen her as a therapist. Yeah. We've only seen her as like a, a friend. human,
2: which she seems cool. But I think that's really interesting because it, it's like, there are these two ways to be like over the top, like no boundaries. Like you don't have a lot of thought about what your behaviors are and how they're going to impact your clients versus I have every single wall up that I could put up as a therapist and I'm using them all at once. One of the things
5: I think that comes up in TV and also just in, maybe in people's sort of stereotypical view of what happens in therapy is the therapist sit across from me, nods, says, mm, mm-hmm, makes little noises and then asks me what I feel about everything I say.
2: How did that make you feel? Exactly.
5: And that's it. They don't ever tell me anything. They don't ever, you know, no information, right? They just that's all that's happening the whole time. And I think that that's what I would say. That's not what therapy is. Also, maybe a good caveat or disclaimer would be this may be what some some of the things we say that is not what therapy is supposed to be might be what some therapists are doing
2: (laughs) (laughs) and wait that's what my therapist does (laughs) yeah
5: Yeah. and it might be what is happening hopefully that's not the only Only thing thing. that's happening i mean maybe that's what we're
2: saying right now and if it is then i think there's some skills lacking have you had because I've had clients that have come to me and I'm like, I always ask about their previous therapy and what they liked, what they didn't like. And a lot of what I hear what people don't like is I just felt like my therapist just sat there and she didn't really, or he didn't really say anything. And I'm looking for a little bit more information. Like, I just want some help. I want some guidance sometimes. And it was just like, if I wasn't talking, they would just like stare at me. And I wonder if that is a product of how therapy just is, it's always evolving. And when I was in school, we were taught very basic skills. And I went in into being a therapist with those very basic skills. And if you don't know anything different, how are you going to do anything different? But what was helpful for me as a a therapist in training is I got to see other therapists not be that way. So I got to see therapists use self-disclosure. I got to see therapists ask questions, which is something that some people are like, don't, you shouldn't be asking questions. And it's like, well, sometimes that's helpful. And so I got to see that. And so that, then I got to weave things together. But I think some people don't, it's like, that's what they're taught. Paraphrase, repeat back.
5: Yeah. I mean, there's probably a million reasons like why people have, you know, a very specific or uh a more monolithic set of skills and that's again that's not wrong actually i think a lot of people would go into a therapy experience and and just have them you know being attentive reflecting back and saying how do you feel and would get a lot out of that because you feel very seen and someone is just with you without needing anything from you like those two things are very powerful for human beings to experience. Yeah. And so I think, again, like it worked because it was giving people that thing that yeah. n- that you need. And, you know, I think there's always been people who um, were probably pushing the envelope on development and trying doing different things. And, you know, just like everything, just like yeah. all sciences and medicine and everything, it's grown and it's evolved. And we see that there's a lot of different ways to do it. And so I do think it is growing with the times yeah sort of thing where that is different than what it was
2: yeah what I want to do is I want to read some of these responses that I got because I think what you just said was there's more than one way to be a therapist and there's more than one way to experience therapy people go to therapy for more than one thing and so that's going to then have impact on how a therapist might show up and it doesn't have to be just this one extreme or the other it's allowed to be a lot of combinations of both of those things interwoven plus other things
5: yeah I'll just say off top like some of the what I when I think about what is what I would like for therapy to not be or what I don't think therapy is in my experience is it's not someone just asking you how you feel all the time it's not someone giving you the answers giving you advice or telling you what to do with your problems
2: and it's also not just someone to talk to can i add one yeah it's not just somebody to make you feel better because i think that's a part that like my therapist is such a blah 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 i went to go feel better about this thing and they if you don't get the feedback that you're it's like not what is it that uh was that movie called, the documentary that Jonah Hill did, Stutz. Stutz. Okay, so I didn't watch the whole thing, which I will I do need to finish it. I got a little bored. You know, sometimes when see, that's why Shrinking such a good show. That's right. Because real therapy is not that interesting all the time. Not all the time. It was not your therapy session. But I sometimes I get overstimulated with that I like to like actually not be watching a documentary on something that I do all day. It's like, I'd want to watch a documentary on like dinosaurs or something. Well, not really, but you know what I mean. I do. So, so anyway, he said in there, I got to make sure I say this right. He said, it's very interesting because therapists aren't going to just tell you what to do. They don't give you advice, but it's weird because we go to our friends and we get advice and we go to therapists and they... I don't know, help us figure it out. And you want it to be the opposite. Like you want to like go to your friends and you just be able to like speak freely. But I think that's important to note that like a therapist isn't there to tell you what to do, but they're also not there just to make you feel better. Mm -hmm. And that's good to have that understanding all those things that you said before you go into an experience of therapy. So I'm going to read these things that you guys said I asked on Instagram, like how what do you think therapy is? How would you define it if you were like telling a friend that had never been before, or never heard of it before? What would you say? And I got some interesting, some funny responses. So I'm just going to read some. Some of them are kind of similar, so I won't read them all. Hey, guys, Kat here, and I have something next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code need at checkout to get 35% off. Yes, 35% off. And let them know that we sent you you need therapy after you check out.
0: Become a part of the fast growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health.
2: One of my favorite ones was a response. I didn't know you could do this, but um, this person just sent me a song and they sent me Man in the Mirror by Michael Jackson, which I was like, that's pretty creative. And that uh, same person also said, it's your safe space, which I like. One person said, talking to someone about all the weird stuff going on in your head and why it's going on. A safe, caring, non-judgmental space where all feelings are welcomed to be explored. And then that same person was like, there's actually not enough space in here to tell you what I really want to say. So I'm sure that person had to like condense that. A place to help and give you tools to make sense of chaos and confusion that can give you hope. Where you can share emotions with a neutral, insightful human to help process plus heal. I really like when people say... Like, to help process. I'm not processing for you. I'm helping kind of guide that. Mm -hmm. Two people said... One person gave more detail on this, but uh, I don't watch Desperate Housewives. Desperate Housewives. That's the... That's different than Real Housewives. Okay. Desperate Housewives is that show that was on a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Did you watch that? No. Okay. Well, apparently one of the characters said, therapy is like a talk show where I'm the guest and the only topic is me, (laughs) which is like kind of right Uh (laughs) that's great that's hilarious a safe space to get all your stuff out this person said validation and a little and little tidbits of feedback that make you say wow what do you think about that like therapy being a place to be validated does that fit
5: well I think validation might be understood in in some different ways or it, it can mean different things like your experience of something is always valid because it is Mm -hmm. your experience. What you do with it is a different story, I think, right? Like your behavior isn't always valid. My behavior isn't always valid. What's happening internally in my experience of something? Mm -hmm. Sure, it's valid. It's my experience. Mm -hmm. It's valid enough for me to be with it to Mm -hmm. dig into it. I can't
2: be like, you're not having that experience. That's what I literally am. (laughs) That's right.
5: That's right. So I think about it just as valid, not
2: necessarily right the way we think about things being right or wrong. I say a lot of times like, yeah, that is totally valid 100%, but that doesn't lead to justification. Mm -hmm. Those things can be a little different. They can both be true, but also can be different. Somebody else said a place to sort, de-escalate, and find clarity A place where you can learn coping strategies for the struggles in your life. A space to hold, a space to hold space for whatever you were feeling in need in that moment. An unbiased opinion about how to best process life and experiences.
5: You got some good answers.
2: You guys are so smart. I really want to find one that I'm like, that's not right. (laughs) That's what I was thinking. Okay, so I recently had a little debate with a friend of mine because he said, I forgot what poll I'd put up. Oh, I put up a poll on my Instagram that was like I was watching Parks and Rec and I have never watched it before. It's I'm new to it. And I love new girls. I put a poll and I was like, you can only save one and you had to pick one. And it was way skewed towards new girl. And my friend was like, well, that's because your followers are biased because the people that follow you are people that are going to be more like you. And I was like, that's not true. Which like is the algorithm. Is that what she's saying? Well, well, maybe, (laughs) but really they, I think they were saying like, if people follow you, they're more likely to have your opinion because they're following you because they like something about you or you're like them. Like I don't have a lot of, I don't have a lot of men who follow me or my following isn't, highly into sports like they might be into sports but I'm not a sports person so people aren't following me that for that so I put all these other polls up and you guys might have noticed this if you follow me but I had some like random polls one night and it was just to test that out it was like would you rather go to the mountains or an all inclusive resort or something like that or a beer or wine or there's another one and all of them were like highly favored one way or the other and I was just thinking in my head this doesn't mean anything this doesn't confirm your opinion (laughs) but it does Uh and so that's why I think maybe a lot of the people that are following me have real experiences with therapists Mm -hmm. you guys might listen to the podcast so you have more understanding in that so maybe I should widen my search I need to go stay on the street and ask people what they think it is because don't you think a lot of people really would be like it's a place to get advice tell you what to do i know a lot of people
5: who have never been to therapy and that is i'm pretty sure what they think it is Mm -hmm. advice or just someone to talk to and they're like i already talked to
2: people people." what am i going to get out of therapy that i can't get from a friend that's right or the whole i don't really need therapy i'm not having an extreme mental health crisis yes i'm
5: mostly okay Mm -hmm. it's like i need to be having a heart attack before i go to the doctor sort of mentality
2: yes very interesting so We're going to play you two clips of therapists that are not Tara or I explaining their idea and interpretation of what therapy is and what the process of therapy is. One is much more detailed than the other, which I really like because they can be detailed and it can be really simple depending on how you really want to cut it up. So let's start. The longer one? Yeah. Yeah.
5: This is Hannah Owens who has been Mm -hmm. on the
2: podcast before.
3: She's a therapist in Nashville. Therapy is the brave step of saying, I need help. And then the process of therapy is kind of like looking in a mirror, somebody sitting across from you and helping you see what you can't see about yourself or helping clean the mirror so that you can see yourself more clearly, whether that's understanding and processing emotions or negative thoughts or relationships and therapy can include healing things from the past adjusting or changing things in the present giving you skills to manage the stress or the symptoms that you have and you can work on all sorts of things from how do i deal with my anxiety when it comes up to how do i have healthy relationships to what are my values how do i connect spiritually who am I? All of those things can be addressed in therapy in the process of having someone come alongside you and getting to know yourself and identifying what steps you need to take to become more of who you are. I
2: really liked when she said, clean the mirror. Mm -hmm. It's like a mirror and then sometimes we help you clean the mirror. Mm -hmm. That's good.
5: Yeah, we have used that in our group before, Hannah and I, that in an experiential too, where, you know, life is happening to all of us and life, the thing that's reflecting Mm -hmm. us back to ourselves through relationships, through experiences, we start to make interpretations about ourselves based on what's happening out there, Mm -hmm. right? So like, you know, my parents never come to my game. That's a thing out there, a mirror. I see myself through, through that. that. What do I see about myself in that action? I see that I'm not very important or I'm not supported. Or So on my mirror, I start to see that kind of stuff about myself. I'm not important. And so when you come to therapy, you, you try to find where did that actually come from? What is the truth about that experience? And how can we start to write a more clear truth. That isn't necessarily something that is negative meaning about you. So yeah, I love that one, too. It's a great image.
2: I was talking to a newer client recently. And I talk about stories like or metaphors a lot. And it is so like that metaphor of what therapy is, is so powerful, that just giving a definition of the actual thing, it doesn't get as deep you know?
5: For sure. Well, essentially that's attachment theory, right? Yes. But if we yes. were to read the definition of attachment, it You're wouldn't like, huh?
2: be- <laughs> Wait, what? Uh-huh. Huh? And that I like that. Because yeah, those the words that are in a definition don't have as much of a, a landing, a soft landing as, oh, I know what that means yeah. in the experience of looking in a mirror and I know that different mirrors can do this and that and Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love that one. Interesting. Okay, let's listen to the other one. So this is
5: Amanda Morrow, who's also a therapist. Uh, that
3: we know therapy is the process of using a single person or a group to work through events feelings beliefs values in a person's life that is either holding them back or helping to move them forward much more
2: simple yeah so yeah i like both of those they essentially are saying very similar things one with different just different language yeah
5: i wrote one. Okay, let's hear it. It's also, I tried to, I was like, if I were to make this really succinct, if I were to have to yeah. like not ramble on about it for five sentences, what would I say? And it's interesting because I, I think. Was that hard? It, I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, I had, it was hard. <laughs> <laughs> if you know me, then yes. <laughs> but I think part of where I went with it was also some of what brought this up for me, which was what do people actually think I'm doing? You know, I wasn't also thinking like. What am I experiencing as the client? But like, what do people think I'm doing in the room? Because if people just think I'm sitting there asking people how they feel, like I'm insulted. <laughs> if people
2: just think I like only. You mean like random people in the world. When yeah. you say I'm a therapist, what do people think you yeah. do? Well, what? Okay. Before you say that, okay. let's talk about this. When you tell somebody you're a therapist, what's the response you get? Usually, oh,
5: wow. Isn't that hard? Uh, yep. That's, that's a big one. There's How do you leave it? Like, don't you think of, wor- oh. about people and worry about people all the time? Mm-hmm.
2: Those are two big ones. One that bothers me is, oh, I bet you're just psychoanalyzing everything that we're oh, doing yes, right now. Oh, yes. That's the third.
5: Yes. <sighs> you're psychoanalyzing me right now. You're yes. right.
2: I'm just all over the place judging you and trying to figure out how I can, like, you know, get in there and tell you that everything you're doing wrong. When really it's, I'm just being yeah. a person. Yes, that's right. But I think a lot of times when I think about what people think I'm doing, it is like, oh, you must just sit there and Mm -hmm. listen to people talk about hard stuff all day. And you just like rub them on the back and pat them on the Mm -hmm. leg. And I'm like, little do you know, we really aren't supposed to touch our clients.
5: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. So what did you end up writing? I wrote it kind of in the perspective of what is the therapist rather than like what is therapy, which I think speaks to both. So I wrote. The therapist is a person with specific skills that help a person think and feel and find their way through experiences in life that a person can't seem to find their way through on their own with their own best efforts. Okay. I'm going to
2: start with the first sentence. Was that one sentence? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to start with the first. <laughs> Long part. one. to start with the first part of the sentence. A therapist is a person with specific skills. Yes. I like that. And I, I felt you know like <laughs> yes, <laughs> because a therapist is not just somebody who, like, you know, likes to listen. And I had to learn how to be a therapist. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like I want to be one, so I'm going to just go to this school, get this certificate, and then be it. It's like you no, know, you learn skills that are specific to then do what a therapist does. That's why a therapist and a coach are also different. Mm-hmm. But that's and another. your friends and, and your l- friends are different. Often, yes, Any, but everybody right. is different.
5: And then read the second half of that helps a person think, feel and find their way through experiences that they haven't been able to find their way through with their own best
2: efforts. Okay, that's I love that. We're helping somebody do all these things. So we're not doing it for them. Mm -hmm. We're not telling them exactly what to do. We're helping them do these things that they might have tried to do on their own. But some of the things that nobody can do completely on their own that we're. Um, So it's not even about the lack of ability per person. I like that.
0: Yeah. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.
1: This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually,
2: you, when you said I was, I wrote it from the perspective of what somebody thinks I'm doing versus what a client thinks I'm doing. I think I get more, I don't know if concerned is the right word, but I think more about what a client thinks I'm supposed to do than what a random person thinks I'm doing. Because I'm like, well, I don't really know what you do at work either. And I have respect for that. There's probably some skill involved. Like my boyfriend, Patrick, who's an accountant, I don't understand anything he talks about. Mm-hmm. And maybe I could understand it better. <laughs> I probably should listen to him with a more open <laughs> ear. So I'm, I'm less concerned about that kind of stuff just because I don't find myself as concerned with that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I am more concerned with when a, somebody walks into my office, what are they expecting of me versus like, what am I actually here to give them? Mm-hmm. And I think that it is worth having this conversation just so people who go to therapy know like when I go into therapy if I am getting somebody who's just like here one two three steps go do them and come back you might not be getting therapy you might just be getting like some I don't know I would call that advice yeah it's just like like advice advice. Uh some coaching I think Mm -hmm. coaching is very different than therapy Mm
5: -hmm. yeah yeah I was thinking about this as we were talking and you were you were saying about the shrinking thing Mm -hmm. to come back to that. Why wouldn't I, you know, as a therapist engage in some of those like lack of boundary things like, you know, just telling a person, look, you just need to break up with that person. They're an asshole. Or let me go help you with this ex situation that you're really scared about. Let me go go with with you you. and I'm going to help you. And then we're going to debrief and one of the biggest reasons that I'm thinking of right now that I wouldn't do that is because the reason therapy is so effective for people to really be able to drop into themselves is because they are not it's not a mutual relationship whereas I don't bring any of me into the room that isn't my professional self Mm. like I'm a person that all the rest of the people in my life that I'm in personal relationships with know a whole bunch of what's going on inside about my, le- my life and my feelings mm-hmm. about my things. And what makes therapy such a fulfilling and like life-giving and energy-filling experience for clients is they don't have to hold that for me at all. And if I start to do some of those things, I've tipped those scales in to varying degrees. If I start to move myself as a person, not a professional, because my personal self might say to someone, that guy's an asshole. I wish you would leave him. Yes. As a person, I would feel that way. and I might say that to a friend. But that's my shit, really. It re- that's mine. And until you get there in yourself, I can invite that for you. I can give permission for you to do that. I can try to move blocks out of the way that we might find. But that's mine. And but I can't just hand it to you. Yeah,
2: and that's you getting the client to a place that you think they would want to be. Yeah. Which is, we can't, I, I don't can't know. know that. I was talking recently to somebody about a relationship and and you know so many so often people are like should I break up with him should I not should I do this and it's okay well let's talk about me telling you yes or no would be my again personal idea of what would bring you the most happiness. But that is f- that th- I'm seeing that through my lens of mm-hmm. what would bring me the most happiness. Yes. And so if I said, yeah, you should, I don't know if that's actually what your being and your body and you as a person who you are and the things that come with you if that actually would bring you that happiness. It would it would make me happier, mm-hmm. but we're not talking about my relationship. That's right. And so it's a very interesting and like I'm not always the best at it. Sometimes I have to be like, "Whoa, maybe you shouldn't have said that," or maybe like, "Hmm, you gave too much." Or I mean, I'm constantly making sure that I I am staying in the lines that I want to stay in. And when I don't, what's really nice is we have this thing called repair where we can apologize to our clients and say like, "Hey, yeah. I messed up. I realized that this was not about whatever." But with like stuff like self-disclosure and sharing something, yeah. I find myself as a very relational therapist. Mm-hmm. But I'm not telling you so much about, you know, the conversation my boyfriend and I had the night before about our future plans because, like, that's weighing on me. I'm probably not going to tell you the conversation I had about future plans with my boyfriend at all. But I think sometimes that can get confusing where we want to relate. And that's why a lot of times clients, they want to be like, how are you? Like, what's going on? Like, And I'll just be like, I'm good. Let's get into it. Yeah, I I feel like we only talk about me. It's like, well, because if I told you what's going on in my life, you probably would be sitting here thinking about how I'm thinking about you versus which they're already doing that anyway. Yeah.
5: Or my life instead of yours. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Be
2: worried about me. Yeah. And how I'm feeling. And if I told you, like, let's say I had a, a fight with my boyfriend and I moved out and all this stuff. Which he would be moving out because I own this house, <laughs> but still, then they would be like, "Oh my gosh, do, do you need to take the day off?" Yes. I do not want my clients worrying about how I'm doing. I'm good, and I will go take care of myself.
5: Yeah, I mean, self disclosure and transparency stuff so is where it gets really. That's where the 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 Harrison Ford versus yes Jason, what's his face? Seagull. Siegel gets blurred. Like there, that's the in between, you know, and. I am definitely not a therapist who doesn't ever self-disclose and I'm one who does that with a lot of thought and intention and so
2: and every client is getting something different based right. on that client that's right that I think what is what's really important is that I might look really rigid to one client I might look yeah. more like a Harrison Ford to one client yeah. and other client might be like oh I would say she's more like Jason Segel and that has a lot to do with our ability to make judgments, clinical judgments based on what the clients need, which goes back to I don't know if this was one of the first conversations we had, but we had a conversation about that post that a therapist had put up about if your cli- if your therapist won't tell you their political yeah. views. Dear God, that really boiled my blood and part of that is because we have the ability to make cl- clinical judgments based on the skills that we have that's right.
5: That's right. It's my job to manage those parts of myself enough to where everything I'm doing is working in the best interest of you and your needs. Yeah. So there's a lot of, you know, things that we have to navigate through and around to do that. But it's our job to Mm -hmm. do that very thoughtfully and carefully. And, you know, I might sometimes to certain clients using that scenario of, you know just leave him he's an asshole i might sometimes instead say something like i am feeling so sad that you were talked to like that mm-hmm. because like you're a really incredible human being
2: okay that, yeah that's like that's
5: there a- isn't a, i'm a human right and you can i'm with you and there is a bit of like i just shared something about my own feeling but it was in reference to to you and it was in the context of we have a relationship it's a professional one
2: but I still care about I can
5: speak about our relationship professionally in that kind of way that is also intimate and meaningful so
2: there are ways I like that I really like that you just said that because I yeah I don't want especially if there's therapists out there listening like you're allowed to share what comes up for you in that space but you're not sharing Oh, that makes me sad because it reminds me of that this one time that this person did this to me, and I just want you to stand up for yourself so you're not feeling what I felt back then. That's very different.
0: Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health.
4: Okay, now we're going to switch gears. I told you one of the things we were going to talk about
2: has nothing to do with um, what we just talked about. And it is something that came up for me at work this week because you will see on Instagram, Pinterest, TikTok, Facebook, these quotes or these, I mean, you'll even hear it. theres I'm sure there's podcasts just about this topic. You'll hear people talk about boundaries and how no is a complete sentence. And I do not think that always applies, which to some people might be a hot take. Oh, yes, it is. No is a complete sentence. You don't ever have to explain yourself. So what comes up for you when I say that?
5: Yeah, I think, you know, it's just the always never thing. This is what we get in trouble with, with throwing sentences out there like that. That's like. Okay, I want, you know, we want to grab people's attention and give them permission for a thing that is not commonly talked about or said in such a way. But it often leaves out that gray of it can be a complete sentence. And there's a lot of things that I would want to share more about.
2: Yeah, I <laughs> With would, yes, I, I would change this quote and I would say, no is a complete sentence. And sometimes it's, kind to give more information yes yeah, it's wordy it's not as catchy it's not as catchy <laughs> it's not as catchy that's not gonna be the, the sound bite that some that somebody's like oh <laughs> I can't wait to listen to that podcast because I just said no sometimes is a complete sentence and sometimes you need more information to be kind like, no, like uh-huh. oh my gosh that's mind-blowing that came up for me because I was talking with somebody who's more of a, a people pleaser And they couldn't wrap their mind around like, I can't just, if if my friend's coming to me needing something and I really don't have the capacity for it, I just can't find myself just saying, no, I don't have time for you, or just no. Hey, can I come over, I need to talk, no. And I'm like, well, cause you would never say that. Like, you having boundaries and you allowing yourself to take care of yourself doesn't have to sound like that. Like, Mm -hmm. what is another way you can say like, I don't have the space for that mm-hmm. I mean you could say I don't have the space for that right now mm-hmm. but you said something earlier when I, when I was talking about that and you said well because that's rude
5: yeah like, <laughs> yeah like <laughs> I, well let's do ask me tell me okay. ask me and I'll just say it and we'll let people know why
2: okay yeah guys write down your notes of what your observations are in this um interaction so Tara I'm having a really hard day can I come over no and talk <laughs> no is a complete sentence even before they finish theirs
5: that's
2: that's the hot <laughs> that's take one. on yeah. I, yeah you can say no before they ask <laughs> but yeah i feel as a friend i will say i just felt really shut down i'm very confused because one you didn't even get to hear me out <laughs> yeah. but mm. i don't yeah, yeah i'm i'm sitting here being very confused and a little bit hurt i would say that this
5: is not really a thing that makes sense in intimate relationships i think it makes sense in dysfunctional relationships mm-hmm. in very boundaryed relationships in maybe even like non-personal like sort of professional like it doesn't feel like it makes sense in a intimate really like an emotionally intimate mm-hmm. close and connected relationship i think you get to a point where you trust someone so much where you can just say no. Like I've been with my partner for 13 years. There's a lot of stuff I can just be like, no. And it's not taken very personal at all because we know each other Mm -hmm. and we know a whole bunch about everything that's going on behind most of those no's. And so, yeah, but in intimacy, I would say so much more.
2: Yeah. I was going to say like, you talking to your partner about that like asking a question they're going to know also what's really going on in your life probably but yeah in some of these friendships it's i might say let's say a boss emails me can you stay after work tomorrow and do blah 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 no you don't have to give your boss an explanation of why you cannot work overtime you can just say no right but when your friend is having a moment Mm -hmm. and they're like do you have a second and you really don't it might be really helpful to that friend who you usually are very available for to hear why all of a sudden you don't have time for them. Mm-hmm.
5: That- and I think this is where people probably get caught up yeah. is then what, right? Then they go into an over justification or uh, yeah. they say, you know, I re- instead of saying no, they're like, well, I wish I could, but, or I don't know, I have all this. Maybe I could
2: switch some things around, but uh, not right now, it's not looking good. It's that kind
5: of in between of like, I'm not actually giving my answer directly. I'm not saying I can't do that for you right now at all, because I'm kind of avoiding it. I'm being a little bit passive with how I'm saying, I'm busy, I have this, I have that, I'll try and then I never get around to it. And so I think it's not going in either direction. It's more of the middle line, mm-hmm. you know, of saying... we are
2: like, wait, so can you or can you not? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. But it could be something like if I... Like, what's a better way for me to ask, hey, do you have time after we record this? I really have something I need to talk about and I'm feeling really lost. I don't have time today.
5: I'm really sorry that I won't be able to, to, to sit with you for a little bit longer to talk about that. I might say something like, I have an appointment right after this that I have to make. I have had a really difficult day at work and it kind of zapped my energy. So I don't think I'll be able to show up very well for you. And then the great thing to throw on the end of any no is, can we find another time? Mm-hmm. Now, that's if you...
2: If I want to. Yeah. Yeah. And I If like I actually that. do want to. Yeah, yeah. I like that because I was thinking I would say something like, I... I mean I have an appointment after this I don't have the space I'm so sorry that you're going through that and that can literally be it yeah like I don't have the time I wish I could help you because I think I mean I'm not lying in that if I had an appointment after this and I couldn't I mm-hmm. wish I could be there for you I have an appointment I'm really sorry you're going through that and thanks for even sharing what you did share mm-hmm. it doesn't just have to be like no I can't I gotta go and then you run out the door yeah the reason I said like if you want to is sometimes we say like, Oh, I can't but but maybe I can squeeze you in at this time. It's like if you can't, you can't. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to say that. It's okay to disappoint somebody else. Mm-hmm. That's not what we're talking about. What I'm really talking about is like we need to think about the people that we're in relationships with about like I mean, it's that goal. Treat other people how you want to be treated. I don't want you to not let me finish my sentence. So I'm probably going to finish. I'm going to let you finish your sentence and I'm going to be a human being back to you.
5: I mean, I would even say it's okay for other people to be disappointed. Rather oh. than it's okay for me to disappoint them. Cause that's
2: that's a little therapist.
4: Little, that's a little- thank
5: you. Uh, okay. <laughs> because I didn't do anything wrong, right? Yeah. So I don't have to take ownership over their experience of it. It's just the reality of the situation. Yeah. They have a need. I can't meet it. That probably does leave them feeling like there's a loss of some kind. And that's okay. And that's not my job. That's yeah. not on me yeah it's nice when I can it's not my responsibility when I can't
2: yeah I like that actually it does tie in with what we were talking about too of just talking about boundaries of our boundaries don't always have to be so rigid Mm -hmm. or so diffuse where we're either like not able to give an answer or we are just cutting people off and leaving our relationships very dry there is always a nice gray nuanced middle ground and those boundaries are going to be different with different people just yeah. like they're different with different clients.
5: Yeah, and to Q and back the the what is therapy? Actually, it's it's this. It's when we're in it. When you're in your life circumstance, and you have only talked about these, had these kind of conversations a certain kind of way, or seen it demonstrated a certain kind of way. So much of what I do with people a lot of times is just like give different words to mm-hmm. that kind of conversation. Like instead of just saying no. I don't have the energy for you right now, which can feel abrasive for someone who's especially like kind of codependent or caring mm-hmm. or nurturing to say. Just like helping them, like, what about this word? Or what, about, well, what is really going on? Mm-hmm. Why? And
2: that's also therapy. what would it be like to say it this way? Would that feel like you? I yes. like that because one of the things that I think therapy is, is it helps people come back to the true version of who they are versus. Who they think other people expect them to be or who the world has taught them that they need to be and that hits on that like if the world expects me to always be available then i'm always available but that's not me and that doesn't feel like me but also being abrasive and cutting people off also doesn't feel like me so therapy helps you get to a place where you can respond in a way that allows you to be you the most you way and yeah. that is one of the reasons why we cannot tell you what to say
5: yeah yeah we can give you like ideas i mean that too makes me think of just asking like well what is it what's going on why can't you do it like letting a person actually investigate Mm -hmm. why don't you want to you know go to christmas with your Mm so-and-so like get underneath just the reactive part of it to the truth about why it matters to you Mm -hmm. or what's happening for you and then you want to say more than just no because if these are people that are intimate relationships you would want to share yeah. a, what you know about yourself with them. Mm-hmm. To say, oh, here's actually what's happening for me in this. So, no, I can't go and in, uh, in that space with you. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's also why, you know, I would want to say more than just no. Because I want people to know me.
2: Yeah. I will say if you told me that you had had a really taxing time at work or something along those lines I think that also gives the that when you said like I can be disappointed but it doesn't mean you're disappointed me me I because of who I am might receive that differently than somebody else I'd be like thank god she told me that because Mm -hmm. I want somebody who is able to be there with me in xyz and I'm glad she just didn't do something because she felt obligated Mm -hmm. versus somebody might be like I'm I'm a burden to you which you don't get to decide if you're a burden to somebody they get to decide that and you didn't say that So anyway, I like that. And I'm glad that actually full circle came together. If you have any questions, feedback, thoughts, send them our way. If you want to give us your interpretation of therapy after listening to this episode, we'd also like that. Uh, I like hearing from you guys. You can follow the podcast at uni therapy Podcast, and on Instagram, me at cat.defada. Tara does not want you to follow her because she doesn't have a public Instagram account. But it's not because she doesn't like you. No, I like you all. <laughs> I like you all, even though I don't know you. And that's going to do it. I'll be back on Wednesday for Couch Talks. And I hope you have the day, the moment, the hour, the second that you need to have. Bye.
4: Right Rug
2: Flooring.